Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All right, let's roll. A lot of stuff to get to. We got a full slate of Major League Baseball. And uh, we have to do much uh, better tonight uh, with our starting uh, pitching. A lot of uh, big-time options on the board here this evening. Of course, we've got uh, the NBA Finals uh, this evening as well. Um, Some WNBA action. It seems like the WNBA is um, playing round clock. It's like uh, the... um, the midnight madness, you know, when college basketball starts, like seriously, like the WNBA, they play at like eleven in the morning, three in the afternoon, ten thirty at night. But hey, as a degenerate gambler, I enjoy it. I see the Phoenix Mercury are nine point favorites tonight against the Chicago Sky, and uh, the Phoenix Mercury are an extremely overhyped basketball team. But uh, we'll get uh, we'll get into some WNBA a little bit uh, later on. I look forward to uh, Ricky Sanders, WNBA starlets of the night. Ricky Sanders joins us. Don't worry, Ricky. I'm not. I won't ask you for a WNBA starlet of the night. But in all sincerity, <laughs> have you played WNBA DFS at all before? Uh, I gave it a shot the first night, and due to the results, I have not been back since. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm actually a degenerate, so uh, I'm betting. I'm eight and three so far. Uh, Eleven WNBA games. I bet I've won eight of them, which is pretty good. And uh, I played twice, uh, Ricky, and I actually thought, oh, man, all right, you know, I should do pretty well with this. And, yeah, I got smoked, so I realized, all right, I'll leave, uh, I'll just bet on this stuff, and I'll leave the DFS to the professionals when it comes to the WNBA. <laughs> yeah, I'm C- with you there. CFL football next week starts, and that's something I do know quite a bit about, so I'm, I look forward to playing some some DraftKings CFL football uh, but before we get into the Major League uh, Baseball DFS uh, card uh, tonight, Ricky, um, you live in Chicago, right? Correct. Uh, so are you a lifelong? Are you, uh, did you grow up in Chicago and stuff? Yep. Born right. and raised. So, so what's the, uh, what do people in Chicago say when you have these millennials that talk about uh, LeBron James being the greatest of all time and sort of discounting Michael Jordan suddenly? I mean, I think the consensus is people are starting to slowly accept that that may be the fact uh, because of LeBron's greatness, but it really depends on who you talk to these days. It didn't used to be that way, by the way, this is a slow culture change where if you used to ask, I mean, it was MJ. If you said LeBron, you'd get thrown out of bars type of thing, but now it's kind of a split culture. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to me, I think I've generally accepted that LeBron is probably the best player to have ever played. I think he's, listen, he's a more dynamic athlete and he's the most dynamic player to play in the NBA, but it doesn't mean that he is the, the best champion or the the guy with the best killer right. instinct, right? I mean, 
It's you know, it's a, it's an interesting. It's a debate that doesn't go anywhere. Really, they're different eras. We can't compare. They don't even play the same position. Uh, but I do. You know, to me, winning matters, and I get it. Like I'm not one of these people that said, "Oh, Carb alone is no good because he never won a championship." I understand it's a team sport, but at the same point in time. You, you know, numbers matter. Facts matter, right? I mean, I, it was the same thing in that Tiger-Jack argument in which, well, Tiger's the greatest ever because he dominated. You know, better than Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack won majors in like a 30-year span, man. You know, he didn't just take steroids and dominate for a little while. A bunch of against Fuzzy Zeller and Marco Mira. You know, like, so, you know, it's it, these are debates, but it's amazing, man. People get angry, Ricky. I do these, like, we do these <laughs> debates with people. In chat rooms and stuff, and, man, it gets hostile fast. I actually enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you got to put it in perspective at some point. At some point, we're not living in a science fiction world where an army of two can beat, you know, the oncoming goblins. There are thousands of them, and that's what I think LeBron's dealing with right now. So I think you got to put it in perspective just how bad that team would be without him. It's It's hard to say – He's not a winner when he is legitimately one all-star against four. Uh, and the players around him are, are nothing close to being a good ball club. So I do understand the winning argument, but come on, look what he's got. But my argument, my counter argument to that is he's got what he's got because he's the de facto GM. And he wants right. to be the man. He doesn't want like a bunch of dream teamers around him because if he did that, he wouldn't get his triple doubles. I legitimately believe that. He had Kyrie Irving there, and he ran him out of town, right? I mean, you know, he's he, you know, the Isaiah Thomas uh, situation. He sort of put himself in this situation. He was the one that, like, I mean, it, people don't realize this. People always talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and the lack of help that LeBron has, but they don't talk about the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers have the highest salary. Um, they have the highest salary. In the, in the NBA. Like, they spend way more money than the Golden State Warriors do even. So, they just haven't spent their, my, their money wisely. And I think a lot of it's due to LeBron James. And it's two different entities. I mean, I think LeBron's a great player, but he's not a very good GM, so to speak. And I don't see a lot of superstars lining up to want to play for him. But what do you think happens tonight? You think it's a sweep or you think uh, you think they got a win left in them, the Cavs? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a sweep since the start, so I'm not changing tune. I have seen nothing that would make me think otherwise, other than knowing the NBA and how they like to <laughs> you know, keep the narrative going. But I, I still think these teams are too far in talent disparity to even get there. All right, so let's talk some baseball uh, right now. And uh, earlier, so speaking of uh, Chicago, uh, Michael Jordan being a legend, I would assume that the rock band Sticks are also – uh, legends, yeah. and one of my favorite uh, songs, even though I'm a metalhead, is Come Sail Away. So the question is, come sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me. Do we come sail away tonight with Chris Sale? He's the biggest favorite as far as betting purposes are concerned. I mean, one of the biggest numbers of the year, Ricky, he's like a minus 340 favorite right now, so it means you got to bet $340 to win $100 on this uh, baseball game. He has struggled in his last couple of starts. Do you think that this will turn off some of the ownership uh, tonight with Chris Sale and people will look uh, elsewhere with some of the other aces? What's your take on on Chris Sale and the pitching tonight? Yeah, I think he uh, morphs into Mr. Roboto, if you will, tonight. Uh, I think he's a machine in this matchup. I like it. Your stick (laughs) stick reference. Uh, This is... 
the best strikeout matchup of the season for any pitcher, and I'll explain why. We have arguably the top strikeout lefty against the White Sox active roster, striking out almost 29% of the time. Now, I think Sale is the second highest favorite of the year. The first was a game where Max Scherzer allowed four earned runs to the Marlins. Uh, But for daily fantasy purposes, you are not going to get a better strikeout matchup than this for Chris Sale. And there's no Abasale Garcia on this team this year, which has really, really hurt them. I mean, even with the roster that they have tonight, they are, you know, bottom 10 and weighted on base, bottom 10 in runs created. This is just not a good hitting team against left-handers. you got Chris Sale at home. I know they didn't put out their best lineup. Uh, So for that reason, if you're looking for, you know, value and you're in Vegas and you're trying to hit it big, like, betting the White Sox wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but for daily fantasy purposes, I mean, this is one of those games where Chris Sale legitimately has 15 strikeout upside. I'm not kidding when I say that there is no better correlation. You could have Scherzer against any team, and this is still the highest upside strikeout matchup for any pitcher. And he's not even the most expensive pitcher tonight. He's the third. Exactly. I mean, uh, Verlander's 12,004. I'm going by drafting prices here, so Verlander's 124. Bowers 11-8, you know, it seems like value almost to get Chris Sale in 11-1, isn't it, against the White Sox? Yeah, I mean, you look at this lineup. I mean, other than Tim Anderson, who we know excels in the split against lefties, uh, basically every single other hitter on this team strikes out more than 21% of the time. Basically, if you round up more than 22% of the time, you got Jose Rondon, 40% K rate, Trace Thompson, 409 Moncada, 35.6%, Davidson, 33.3%, Tillman, 33.3%. These guys are all in the lineup tonight. So what more could you ask for? I mean, I think if you don't lock in Chris Sale, you are way more gutsy than I. All right, so where, where else are you looking for your, your second pitcher here? The other guys on the hill tonight, we mentioned Verlander. You got Bauer at 11-8. Strasburg goes against San Francisco tonight at 10-8. Uh, the Subway Series, Tanaka and DeGrom, both on the hill. Bueller, uh, Bueller's been a popular pitcher, but he's got bad luck, Bueller. Like, they never give him any run support, it seems. Caleb Smith's a popular guy all the time. Who are you looking at tonight, Ricky, as far as another pitcher besides Chris Sale? Yeah, I think if you're trying to get bats, uh, Caleb Smith makes a lot of sense to me in that park against San Diego. Now, mind you, San Diego's a pretty good hitting team against left-handers, but that park does a great job at zapping uh, some of the power here. And really the hitters that you're worried about are those three righties in the middle. Christian Villanueva, who's an all-worldly hitter against lefties. Uh, Hunter Renfro and Fran Miel Reyes. And I know Stanton used to hit homers uh, regularly in this park. But I think if you know fly balls can stay in the yard, at least a few of them, you know, if he's not going to give up more than one homer, I think – in most cases, Caleb Smith, who, by the way, a 3.80 Sierra, which is pretty good for a mid-tier guy, especially when you look at uh, his K rate near 30%. Uh, I think there's a lot to like here with him. And if you're going a little bit riskier, uh, I mean, there's a few mid-tier guys I like here. Masahiro Tanaka against the Mets, uh, a team full of guys who have struggled against splitters, and Tanaka started to put it together. He's, he's looked like he's had his strikeout stuff. I think if you're feeling lucky, Marco Gonzalez in Tampa Bay, not a good hitting environment. And this Rays team, I mean, you look at the expected Wobas against left-handers, and uh, a few of the names that stand out are guys like uh, Christian Arroyo, who's had kind of a limited sample. I mean, Johnny Field. uh, It's just not 
an imposing lineup. I mean, even Daniel Robertson is the guy leading off. I think this team is, at least the roster is not scary enough and the park is good enough that Gonzalez at 8,300 on FanDuel, and I don't even know what his price is on DraftKings. I think he's, he's significantly cheaper than that. Yeah, 7,100 on, on DraftKings. It's enough to get you bats, and it's a slate where I think bats are going to you know win it for you. So uh, especially on two starting pitcher sites where you can then fit bats next to sale, I think it's a strategy you got to look at. So as far as bats um, and let's uh, say potential stacks uh, here this evening, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays offense has really been struggling as of late. Uh, they've had a lot of bad luck along the way. They rallied back. They were down 4-1. Um, you know, they're a horrible home team, and it's pretty crazy because it's a, you know, very, it's a great pitch, uh, hitter's park, uh, the Rogers Center. You know, short fences, it's close, you know, it's, it's humid, et cetera. Um, you know, but you got Kashner on the hill tonight. Do you like the Blue Jays bats in this spot? And who's a, you know, for the for the fan out here and the listener right now as we're in conversation with Ricky uh, Sanders from Rotocurve, um, who's, you know, are you looking at any stocks tonight? Which, uh, which pitcher would you like to pick on from a hitter perspective uh, tonight, Ricky? Yeah, so let's start with Kashner. Uh, I always like targeting these Blue Jays lefties when you've got a pitcher who does not like to throw his breaking ball. And it's almost non-existent against left-handers. 9% of the time he throws sliders to lefties, 7% curves. So he is almost completely fastballs and change-ups. And this Blue Jays team, basically, regardless of handedness, you could add the righties in here. Uh, but it's something like 60% of their rosters, over a 400 expected Woba against fastballs and sinkers. So, I mean, kind of like yesterday with Hess, he kind of got away with it. If you watched that game, there were a lot of line drives. Like you said, yeah. they were unlucky. Uh, that actually found Mitts. And I think if they played that game 10 times, Hess might get hammered eight of them. So I think looking at that and seeing you know how cheap some of these bats, especially towards the bottom of the lineup are, I'm willing to go there. And I'm willing to go even with the bottom of the lineup to fit Chris Sale. I mean, someone like Devin Travis, uh, the last two years around a 500 expected Woba against right-handed sinkers. Uh, Curtis Granderson over 400, Justin Smoke around 500. So yeah. I love I love what you're telling me because I've got Granderson in my lineup for 3,500 dollars. Russell Martin's a leap of faith, but he's so cheap, Ricky, at 2,700. He got the day off yesterday yep. as well. So I like the fact yeah. that he's yeah he got the day off 2,700 dollars, and I'm taking a stab with Kevin Pillar tonight as well. No, I literally like the one through nine there, and I think you can kind of mix and match just because uh, if their luck is a little bit different tonight. Uh, those balls are going to land, and we can have sustained rallies against Andrew Kashner, who I know could be frustrating at times, especially against right-handed hitters. Uh, but I think these lefties just project too well. Uh, so when did uh, Gene Segura become Tony Gwynn? Uh, you know, this is, <laughs> it's unbelievable, this guy. Multi-hit, multi-hits. Like, he doesn't put up a ton of fantasy points all the time, but, man, he's what, what a month and what, what a run he's been on. Yeah, it's just frustrating with this Tampa Bay team. Uh, we kind of looked at it. In the last 30 days, they have, I think it was uh, 19 more innings from their bullpen than on any other team. And so, I mean, every it's really tough to project. Let's put it that way. Who oh, it's tough with their, with their starter by bullpen exactly. committee all the time. There's no data, right, all the time with these guys. You're right. I mean, their, their bullpen <laughs> as a whole is sixth worst in terms of XFIP over that span. 
but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're right. You're getting a lefty. You're getting a righty. You're getting a fastball. You don't know. You're right. He's getting everything in one in one game. So you basically, when you're rostering hitters against this team, just have to take a leap of faith on guys that you like. Uh, I've basically been recommending if you think this bullpen is going to be bad this game, just stack the team because you don't know righty, lefty, how it's going to play out. And the guys at the top, I mean, Segura, Cruz, Haniger, they're the best hitters, so use them. Yeah, and you know what? I like where you're going with that, with that uh, as well. we got to get out of here. You know, for the record, Ricky, it's nine times Tampa's done the bullpen by committee start. Uh, they're three and six in these games. They've only won three of them. <laughs> Ricky Sanders, great stuff with Ricky. Vice President of Operations, Rotoker. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for having me. Follow him on Twitter, RS Sanders DFS, one of the best in the business. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Lineup Lock Live, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Game of Ratsy. Cam Stewart has left the building thanks to uh, Ricky Sanders for joining us on the program. I was happy to hear a lot of what uh, Ricky was telling us because I'm on the same page uh, with him for the most uh, part here this evening. So uh, let's jump into what I came up uh, with uh, tonight uh, as far as uh, my Major League Baseball lineup is concerned. And you know, I never profess to be the best baseball uh, DFS uh, player, all right? Uh, but I am playing on a daily basis. You know, we've won. We've won some head-to-heads. We've won. We haven't won outright any of these contests, but we've made some money back along the way. I have fun doing it. I really find that the DFS preparations actually have really, 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 really helped my, uh, my gambling on uh, baseball. So I'm really enjoying um, uh, I enjoy the breakdowns and I enjoy the previews and I enjoy all the angles, but I really am in awe of like, you know, Ricky Sanders that gets into the breakdowns of, you know, off the top of his head. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's only throwing sliders. This team can hit sliders. That team cannot. some really, really in-depth stuff. And I've always said this, cause I know we have a lot of, uh, gamblers tuning in right now. A lot of our usual fans, so to speak, and listeners. And I've said this for years, guys. And this is, this was sort of my foray into the fantasy world. You know, I used to play in season-long leagues in baseball, and, you know, I'm old, so you know, I remember the old, you know, the, the rotisserie baseball, and just, you know, the whole, the old, the, um, you know, the old, the old school, and even the old, like, you know, QB1 games, <laughs> so I've always been into it, but as a gambling man, and there was no DFS before, so everything was season-long, 
and I'm a very impatient person, all right, and, and as a whole in my life. I don't have a lot of patience at things. So I was like, man, I'm betting, all, I'm betting big money every day. I can't be worrying about season-long leagues. And, you know, oh, it's great. You're like a GM and stuff. And, you know, I'm talking about this is like in the, you know, in the 80s uh, type of stuff. But it was really in the early 2000s when Pro Football Weekly, um, you know, and everything's a website now, but Pro Football Weekly used to really be a magazine. You know, it was, it was a real magazine, Pro Football Weekly. And I used to have a lot of the writers on my radio show all the time. So they would send me, you know, the free preview. So Pro Football Weekly would send me the preview. And then, then Pro Football Weekly, I don't know, it was like 2003 or 2004 or so, Pro Football Weekly um, sent me a fantasy preview to go along with their regular preview. And, I, you know, I went through the regular preview for the upcoming season, you know, very, very quickly. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm not a massive fantasy guy, but it was NFL. It was an NFL magazine. So I was like, man, let me check this out. And then I was like, holy crap, man. Some great information here and some great stats. And, you know, like there's a lot of mainstream football magazines and baseball and everything. Some good stuff. But they're essentially telling you, all right, this is who's on the team this year. They lost these guys. This is who's on the team. The schedule looks like this. And... You know, it's very straightforward stuff. You know, the fantasy magazines, you know, were exposing to me to regression. And, yeah, this guy had a big year last year, but it was because he played against these defenses. And but and it really, really analyzed it into a deeper, deeper mode. So I tell people right now that still, guys, if you're not a hardcore fantasy guy and you listen to this station because, you know, you want to be entertained, there's something for everybody here, obviously. But if you're not a hardcore fantasy guy, maybe you play like, you know, the Millionaire Maker DFS football during the NFL season. I'm telling you, read when you're doing your capping during the day and you go to whatever your favorite, you know, gaming websites are. And there's a bunch of them now that keep popping up everywhere. Also, just soak in some of the fantasy previews and analysis as well. And it really will help you understand the matchups of the games that you were betting on. And you'll understand a lot of the player trends a lot more as opposed to just sort of you're betting on on the team and the generalization of, of oh, I like this starting pitcher, right? So, um, you know, my I'm telling you, my advice is even if you're not a diehard fantasy guy, but you are a sports better, read, read fantasy previews. They'll help you. Getting so fired up uh, here. Ready to go. Busy night tonight. All right, so let's jump in uh, here with my Major League Baseball lineup. Let's start off with Chris Sale. So Chris Sale, has um, he's had the two worst performances of the year, actually, in his last two uh, trips to the Hill. So I hope that people get turned off by that tonight. You just heard Ricky Sanders tell us that this is pretty much the most ideal situation that any pitcher can be in. Uh, he told us about, you know, the White Sox striking out, like at a 30% clip. And he talked, to, we put it in a sticks reference. Should we uh, come sail away? Should we sail away with uh, Chris Sale? Um, and uh, here's another sticks uh, reference. His last two starts were just a grand illusion. <laughs> All right? They were just a grand illusion. Uh, Chris Sale's going to light it up tonight. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Sale had one of those, like, 14 strikeout performance type of games uh, this evening. We talked about it. He's only the third most expensive pitcher on the board here tonight as well, which makes it even more attractive. 
at, at 11.1. Verlander's 12,400. Trevor Bauer is 11,800. So I'm going to go with Chris Sale as uh, one of my pitchers. Uh, my second pitcher is going to be the Oakland Athletics, uh, Frankie Montas. I wanted to get this to uh, with Ricky. I, you know, we should ask Ricky if he can stay for another segment, actually, next time. But Frankie Montas, Oakland Athletics. Um, th- you know, this kid's been really, really good. Now, he's only pitched a couple of games. He's got two starts. He's given up 10 hits and one run in 14 innings of work. And uh, that was against the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Kansas City Royals. All right. Uh, he gets the Royals tonight, and uh, he was actually the uh, the pitcher in the uh, in the sixteen nothing shutout uh, over Kansas City. So, um, you know, and he he went eight innings. He like one you know one hit baseball uh, essentially. So Frankie Montas kind of flying under the radar a little bit here this evening. Two and zero with a zero point six four earned run average. So uh, Frankie Montas will be our other pitcher. So. I, I told you I liked what I was hearing from Ricky Sanders in the sense that he said that he, he does believe that the Kashner is worthy of being picked on tonight and that the Toronto Blue Jays' bats uh, could be in play here. Now, you know, the whole key with fantasy and DFS and in sports betting is we're not, you know, whatever happened yesterday, whatever's happened in the last two weeks is irrelevant tonight. You know, we're not we're not wagering on what already happened. We're going to wager on what's going to happen tonight. So, you know, yes, I'm aware. I'm buying some cold bats here. Russell Martin is terrible this year. Guy's hitting like what, 161 or something like that? What is he? 161, 165. Well, but he's batting 165. He's got five home runs, 14 RBIs only. But he was given a day off yesterday, so I think he should be a little bit. Uh, a little bit uh, rejuvenated and charged. They get Kashner this evening. The Toronto Blue Jays have always beaten the Baltimore Orioles, all right? They just do. They always have. It's just one of these deals. The Toronto Blue Jays are an average baseball team. The Orioles are a below-average baseball team. Uh, but you know, I think the Blue Jays' bats, the, the, the Jays have been terrible on their home field, man. They're like, I don't know, I think they're 2-12 and 12 in their last 14 home games. They came back and won last night. As Ricky alluded to, they were hitting the ball hard, and they've hit the ball hard a lot recently, and they just can't buy any breaks. That heartbreaking extra inning loss to the Yankees the other night was case in point of of their luck uh, so far. So Russell Martin will be our play at $2,700. Now, speaking of the Blue Jays, Edwin Encarcion is a former Toronto Blue Jay, and for the life of me, I don't know why they let this guy go. At the time, I remember even Blue Jay fans were like, well, he's 34 years old, and he wants a lot of money. And the Blue Jay organization owns all the local media outlets in Toronto, so it's mass propaganda, Kim Jong-un style, in which they made it out to seem like Edwin didn't want to stay when that really wasn't the case. But, uh, you know, Edwin and Carcion is always a slow starter, and this year was no exception. I remember people were bitching earlier in the year about his slow start, but... As soon as the summer months heat up, so does our main man, Edwin. And uh, Edwin's hit safely in 11 of his 12 uh, baseball games. He's got six home runs and 15 RBIs in his last uh, 12 games. Both Ramirez and Encarcion are freaking smoking hot right now on the Cleveland Indians. Um, So here's the guy we've got here in Matt Carpenter. Probably a little expensive, to be honest, at $4,000. And Matt Carpenter, I am relying somewhat 
And you guys know, man, I bought in on Carpenter when he was 32 and 33 when everyone gave up on him earlier in the year. He started to turn it around uh, a little bit uh, this evening. Um, he said this year, but this evening he's in a good spot against Matt Harvey. And I was going to say this evening, all the computer projections, uh, they really like Matt Carpenter a lot here. He sort of caught my eye as well. Uh, but the fact of the matter is Matt Harvey has been absolutely torched uh, by left-handed uh, pitching over his career. 2017, uh, 426 Woba uh, against uh, lefties. This year, it's still, he's improved it. It's still at 410 uh, right now. So I think Matt Carpenter is in play. I liked him. He, he caught my eye, actually, but I was like, damn, he's a little expensive. So I was like, eh, if I'm going to spend the money, I really don't want to spend it on Matt Carpenter. And, and then, you know, I looked at uh, the, the computer projections for the day, and I looked at the, you know, the, the algorithms, and uh, I don't know. I got to trust that these computers are smarter than I am because I'm a pretty stupid person. So, and Matt Carpenter, I trust. Uh, Anthony Rendon, I don't know if he's a computer guy so much. <laughs> he's He kind of is one of the value guys of the night. But I tell you, Anthony Rendon, this guy has been ice cold as of late. But he absolutely crushed it last night. He went four for five. He had uh, 30 DK points uh, last night. And I think, listen, he's too good of a hitter. To stay cold, I think he's going to get hot. It's sort of like buying into Bryce Harper. We're waiting for that Harper uh, explosion. But I've got uh, I've got Rendon in my uh, my lineup uh, here tonight. So we talked about Gene Segura a couple of minutes ago. This guy has just been uh, unbelievable, man. He's like uh, I don't know. He's turned into Tony Gwynn. Like I said like uh, you know the power, the power really isn't there. You know, so that that's that's the thing, and he has hit a you know he's hit a couple of home runs in the last uh, ten games. He's got two home runs in the last ten games, but you know he's not he's not a power guy per se. Uh, but the consistency has just been unbelievable. You know, two for four, three for five, two for four, one for two, one for six, two for two, two for four, three for five, three for four. I mean, guys, this is um, uh, this is uh, this is like Tony Gwynn type stuff. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what Segura is doing right now. and He's never really caught fire in the fantasy world either. I think it's because of the lack of pop for the most part. He's $4,800, but I'm going to ride him here tonight. We, You know, it's funny. We talked about this game with, with Ricky Sanders. It's a great point that he raised in which you're, you're, you're going to face like five pitchers tonight with, with the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, I don't know what the Rays are doing. The Rays, uh, like you know, the Rays are like a radio station that only have interns. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I think the Major League Baseball need to investigate uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and like ask them, listen, are you guys actually like paying people here? Or are you just sort of throwing people out to start every five days now? Because they they were doing this every five days, but now it seems to be like almost a daily occurrence where the Rays are like, whatever, we're just going to start our bullpen, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Like I said, they're three and six now. They've done this nine times. We're keeping track, and I'm betting on the Mariners tonight. I am going to consistently bet against the Tampa Bay Rays whenever they do this. I mean, you're 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 starting with a bullpen. I mean, we talked about it last week when they did this. Romo, Romo had started two games for them, and he had never gotten past four outs before. So it's kind of a crapshoot. But at the same point in time, you could argue it's a little bit of an advantage for them just because if you are a Mariners hitter, 
you are getting a different pitcher pretty much every at-bat. Because none of these guys ever last more than, like, two innings. Like, that's their goal when they go in. They're hoping that their starter can give them two innings, and the next guy can give them two, and then maybe, you know, another guy can give them two or three, and then they're into the sixth and seventh inning, and then they get into their setup and, and stuff. Um, so I'm going with Gene Segarra tonight. I also have another Seattle Mariner here. It's to the Mariners are so damn hot right now, and I like this spot, and that's Hanniger. Twenty-three DK points uh, last night. Two for three. He did go deep last night. He had three RBIs. He's cooled off a little bit, but not really. I mean, the guy flies under the radar for thirty-nine hundred dollars. I think Hanniger's a nice play. He's got thirteen home runs, forty-six RBIs, an eight-six-six OPS on the season. And basically, if you look at his track record here, he pretty much explodes like every three, four games. You know, you got 23, 6, 4, 0, 8, 20, 2, 7, 11. You know, relative, you know, relative consistency. I'm going to roll the dice with Hanniger here tonight. Uh, we talked about Curtis Granderson being in a nice spot tonight against uh, Kashner. And uh, I believe that to be the case. $3,500, a little bit of value with Curtis Granderson. And interesting. I know some people will discount it, but the fact of the matter is. Curtis Granderson has hit 26 home runs in his career against the Baltimore Orioles. He's got more home runs in his career against the Baltimore Orioles as he does against anybody else. So I wouldn't be surprised if Granderson goes deep tonight against uh, Kashner. I'm telling you, I think the Blue Jays Jays bat show up tonight. I'm going to bet on the Jays, actually. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on this one. And I'm going to take Kevin Pillar. It's a Blue Jay Palooza. Kevin Pillar, $3,400. In a nice spot against Andrew Kashner. So, in conclusion, our starting lineup is Chris Sale, Frankie Montas, Russell Martin, Edwin Encarcion, Matt Carpenter, Anthony Rendon, Gene Segarra, Mitch Haniger, Curtis Granderson, and Kevin Pillar. Sale, Montas, Martin, Encarcion, Carpenter, Rendon, Segarra, Haniger. Granderson, and Kevin Pollar. And uh, we'll get to our best bets uh, of the night in baseball in a couple of minutes. Like I said, the Toronto Blue Jays have really, really struggled on their home field, but baseball, man, even the average teams and the bad teams win, you know, three, four, five in a row. The Blue Jays are due for some good luck. The problem with this game is the Blue Jays are minus 200 favorites. Jay Happ on the hill tonight uh, for the uh, the uh, the Bluebirds. Minus 200. I'm not. Uh, I don't really want to lay the minus 200, but I think they're going to get there. Could put them in a parlay. We've done very well with baseball. Yet I've said it a million times, man. Baseball, baseball betting, and DFS as well. Baseball. It's like being a hitter, man. You can be incredibly humble so freaking fast. You know what I mean? Like a hitter can go four for five in baseball one night. So it's like you betting on baseball. You, you bet five games, you went four of them. And then the next night, you go on oh, four. You got to watch the unit sizes, man. Got to say, Florio's doing a good job of the music today. So far, there's still time for him to uh, soften out. Plays of the day and more next.
When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. WNBA basketball going off the board a couple of minutes. We're going to go with the overs tonight. We've got a game at 7 o'clock Eastern here. Dallas Wings and the Indiana Fever. 7 o'clock Eastern. We're going to go over 167 points. 167 and a half in this uh, basketball game. And, you know, we were talking about the Toronto Blue Jays and how to attack this game with Jay Happ against Andrew Kashner tonight. I do think the Blue Jays are going to win this game. And I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title tonight. So if we parlay the Toronto Blue Jays, we parlay the Toronto Blue Jays with the Golden State Warriors on the money line, it pays plus 135. Not a bad parlay uh, right there. The Chicago Sky tonight, they're also getting nine points against the Phoenix Mercury. The total is 168.5 there. And the WNBA has really, really been trending to the over so far this year. So... We're basically just going to continue to tail this right now. No reason uh, not to. Chicago Sky. Take the Sky plus nine. The Phoenix Mercury have Brittany Griner on their team. And Brittany Griner is a very, very good WNBA player. I thought she would dominate earlier, but the WNBA is a very high-quality basketball. And, you know, Griner took her a couple of years, but now she's starting to drop 25 and 26 points a game. And, you know, Phoenix are one of these teams in the WNBA that have been around for a while. Even if you're not a, you know, a WNBA degenerate better or fan or whatever, you probably heard of the Phoenix Mercury. Like, you know, yeah, you know that team. And Diana Taurasi is on that team. Diana Taurasi's been in the league forever. So, you know, they've got some sort of, like, brand name players on their team. But they're overhyped. They're always over-favored and stuff like that. They're not, they're okay, but... They don't really blow teams out. They generally don't play defense. The Mercury are a pretty good over bet. We're going to take the over. It's 168 and a half points. We're going to take the dog and the over uh, in that game. And earlier we had Babano on, and we we're looking for some CFL numbers, CFL preseason winding down. You know, the NFL, the NFL actually watches the CFL and – sort of looks at the rules and sees if there's anything they like. You know, like the Canadian Football League, the Canadian Football League, you can review pass interference. So basically, you know, you throw the ball and there's no pass interference called and the ref doesn't call anything. You can say, listen, 
there was pass interference on this play. And not even like it was crazy about this, though, like pass interference anywhere on the field. So, you know, let's say you throw the ball deep, but one of your guys in the slot gets like knocked over and it's not called. You can like challenge it. So you can ask for a review in the Canadian Football League and say, all right, listen, I think there was pass interference on one of our wide receivers in the slot here. Or there was pass interference on the play where the ball went, but you guys didn't call it. You got it wrong. So you can and you can do it otherwise, too. You can say, you know what, it was offensive pass interference as well. So the pass interference rule is an interesting one. And a lot of people, like, cosmetically, when they hear it, they think, you know what, that's actually pretty good. That's not like, that's actually a pretty, you know, how many NFL fans right now, how many times have your favorite NFL team, you know, you think, wow, we just got screwed. That should have been pass interference. And you could actually challenge it. So I know that uh, Dean Blandino, when he was the head of the NFL refereeing or the rules, et cetera, the committee, now he's on TV, uh, Dean Strip Club Blandino. Remember the dude, he went out to the strip club with the Cowboys. But they always screw the Cowboys, the NFL. So it's not like they got any benefits out of it. Um, so Blandino was saying that um, you know the NFL was intrigued by what the Canadian Football League was doing. Uh, with um, with challenges with the um, with the pass interference, so the National Football League does watch what the Canadian Football League does, um, and I think one thing that they should watch what they do is the fact that the Canadian Football League preseason is only two weeks. It's only two weeks long. There's no need for these prolonged. You know, you don't need this prolonged crap. I think that's something that the NFL should take a look at. Four preseason games? It's ridiculous. You don't need four preseason games. Two preseason games is enough. If you're the NFL, I'd go to three. You can live with three. That's, a, you know, that's one of the problems, though, when you bet the NFL. If you're betting a season win total and you do it, you know, stuff happens, man. You know, stuff happens in the preseason. There'll be more suspension. Someone will get arrested. Somebody will kill a dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> so somebody's going to do something. Somebody's going to shred a knee. Look, Odell Beckham got hurt last year. Um, guys get hurt all the time in practice and non-contact drill. So, um, you know, the chaos and the carnage in the preseason is just a little bit too long. I think they should shorten a little bit. So we're going to have DraftKings... We'll have DraftKings picks for you, though, starting next week on the Canadian Football League. And uh, it's going to be awesome, man. We had Ben Kramer on from Daily Roto with us last week. We'll get him on. We've got a lot of CFL cappers that uh, will get on. And, of course, next Thursday is a massive sports day. Uh, the U.S. US Open begins at Shinnecock in, uh, in New York. So you got the U.S. Open. You've got uh, the start of the World Cup, man. Russia and Saudi Arabia, baby. Uh, from, from Russia, uh, World Cup starts next Thursday. U.S. Open starts next Thursday. Canadian Football League regular season starts next Thursday. And uh, Conor McGregor goes to court next Thursday. And speaking of the UFC, you know, it's funny. Earlier, the UFC has a stack card this week. UFC 225 from Chicago. We should have brought it up with Ricky, see if he's going to the card. So they, they got a stack card uh, this week. But I said earlier in the week, I tweeted out. I said, you know, UFC's got a great card this week, but sportsbooks should start taking uh, prop bets on who the uh, what fighter will miss weight. <laughs> what what fighter will miss weight? And lo and behold, it's Yoel Romero. 
that misses weight. Yeah, what's crazy about this is I don't think this is an instant. It's a little bit different. And I, I usually really, really heavily criticize fighters that don't make weight. And, you know, listen, you got one job. You're supposed to make weight. It is what it is. But the last 10 fighters not to make weight are now 10-0, and 0, okay? Not including, that's men's only because there was one fight. But as a whole, let's include the women's fight because I saw someone on Twitter that I respect tweeting about these stats and they said 10-0. And I said, well, what about the Molly McGann chick that lost last week? And he goes, oh, no, this is men's fights only, the stat. So let's go as a whole. And I believe as a whole, the last 15, the last 15 times, and it happens every week now, the last 15 times that a fighter has missed weight, he's won the fight or she's won the fight 13 out of the 15 times. So I guess it's now 10-0. and 0, The fighter that misses weight is 10-0, and 0, is 10-0 and 0 in the last 10 fights. But, you know, what happens is in these circumstances is, is a fighter knows that they're not going to make weight, right? So let's say, you know, the weigh-in's on Friday morning, and it's like Wednesday, and the fighter's like, oh, damn, man, I'm, I'm like 12 pounds over right now. And, you know, I could get down to 185, but it's going to be really, really tough. And I'm not going to feel well. I'm going to feel sick, and I'm going to have to fast myself. And this is, you know, I don't want to do this. So, you know what? I'll miss weight. You know, as long as, um, all right, I'll come in two, three pounds overweight, whatever. I'll lose 20% of my purse, but I'll win the fight. I'll feel better, and I'll climb the ladder and make more money in the long run anyways. So I think that's like a strategy that a lot of fighters are taking right now, and they're making a sham of this weight cut stuff. But, I mean, we had a fighter chick that fought a couple of weeks ago. She was seven pounds, eight pounds, eight pounds overweight, eight pounds, and the fight went on anyways. Yeah, and of course she won. But with Yoel Romero, if you watch the video from this morning, that's freaking close. You know, when you get to 185.2, it's like, all right, like really? And so now he can't fight for the title. I don't know what the hell's going on with this. I don't even know if there's going to be a fight, to be honest with you. He might not fight. He's not well. Like, you know, a guy can barely walk after the weigh-in. That's the thing with these fighters. They're like ultra-tough dudes, man, but it's like you or I could beat them in this state. Like they they dehydrate themselves so much during these weight cuts that they're they're like feathers. Like you see the video, Yoel Romero is a big, scary dude, man, soldier of God, big, crazy Cuban guy, man. Yet, you know, he was weakened. He needed help, like, to basically walk. Uh, you look at Ren- uh, Hen and Burrell was, you know, at one point won 30 fights in a row. And, um, you know, once he was in Calgary before a UFC pay-per-view the night before, and it was the same thing. He was trying to make weight, and um, he was so dizzy and lightheaded that he fell in the bathroom and smashed his face on the bathtub. And we're talking about a UFC champion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like an ultra-tough guy, not like, what do you mean? Like, you know, like something, you know, like a grandmother does. Oh, my God, my grandmother fell in the bathroom. I got to go to her house, call the hospital. You know, but no. You know, some tough-ass Brazilian dude is so weak that he falls in the bathroom, smashes his face, and has to cancel the fight. You know, it's it's a dangerous, you know, it's dangerous. So with Yoel Romero, what I'm saying is I don't think that he he copped out. I don't think he was like, well, I'm not going to make it wait anyways. You don't, you don't do what he did not to try to make weight. It was a title fight. And now it's not for a title or he can't fight for a title. I don't know, man. The UFC's always... There's always something. 
But yeah, it should be an entertaining card tomorrow night, nevertheless. You can follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. I'll rattle off a few picks for you tonight, actually, before we get out of here. So as far as our best bets are, the, of, uh, are concerned for this evening, and best bets, whatever. It's just another night, but it happens to be NBA final night. I do think the Golden State Warriors are going to finish off the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. So let's let's parlay. And what I like about this, that basketball game doesn't start till like 9 o'clock, right? So the Blue Jay game starts at 7 o'clock. I think the Blue Jays are going to get to Kashner. I, I don't want to lay the minus 200 uh, with, with, uh, with Hap on the hill, though. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to money line parlay. I'm going to take the Toronto Blue Jays to win the game and the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors don't even need to cover the point spread. They just need to win the game outright, which I think they will. There's no guarantees, right? They're up 3-0. They could get bored, but I think Cleveland will tap out. I think Cleveland will come out, play well, sort of hang around, and then, you know, Golden State in the third quarter will do their thing where they blow you out in the third quarter, and eventually LeBron's going to tap out. So I think there'll be a couple of ebbs and flows of the game. I don't think it's just going to be a route for Golden State, but ultimately I think Golden State are going to win this basketball game this evening. So let's take a shot on this, and I don't mind laying the four and a half points. I don't think it'll be that close. Like, if Cleveland loses, it's going to fall apart, and they'll end up losing by 12 or something. You know what I mean? I think I think it could fall apart on them. So we're going to take the Toronto Blue Jays to win the game with the Warriors to win the game. No point spread, a plus 135 parlay. And listen, if the Jays don't win, you got two hours to readjust and just bet on the Warriors. You can bet on the Warriors' money line at minus 175 if you want tonight. We got a WNBA game uh, going off the board in a couple of minutes here with the Wings and the Fever. I'm going to go over the number. We talked about it. You know, we've been doing very well in the WNBA, so there's no reason to uh, scared money never wins, baby. So we just grabbed the over. I just clicked it over 167 and a half. Go over to uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, you get a 50% uh, sign up uh, bonus. Uh, use the promo code GTD, name of the program, GTD. You want to support the show, support the station, support our sponsors. Go to mybookie.ag, open up an account, enter the promo code GTD, receive a 50% uh, deposit bonus. Check out the player props uh, tool, and uh, you can bet on horse racing. we got a great horse book. Cam Stewart loves the horse book over at mybookie.ag. For the record, I do believe that Justify will win uh, the Triple Crown uh, tomorrow. Uh, so you got justify. You can justify pretty much in the minus one fifteen to minus one twenty range uh, to win this race tomorrow. We talked about the horses uh, that we think that can compete here, and we're going to go with the four horse and a nine horse. So one four nine. Uh, mix it up though a little bit. I think justify can legitimately win uh, this race. He is just a much better horse than these other horses, uh, but it's his sixth race in one hundred eleven days, so it's not going to be easy. Um, Hoffberg is the four horse. I think Hoffberg can legitimately win this race. And uh, keep your eye on Noble Indy, the nine horse, who was, who was in the uh, Kentucky Derby but got a bad ride, so he's sort of being discounted. But five of the last nine Belmont Stakes races have been won by horses who finished in sixth or worse place in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm not going to guarantee, oh, no, there's no way Justify doesn't win the Triple Crown. It was close both times. Well, it was close last time. It's not like, you know, he's, he's, you know, it's like, oh, he looks like the greatest horse ever, but it's an incredible feat what this horse has done so far. 
and the horse is one race away from immortality. We talked about it. Bob Baffert actually won the Triple Crown in 2015 with American Pharaohs. So they have experience. They've been here before. They understand the track. Yeah, I have a hard time saying that Justify won't win, but if he doesn't, I'll tell you what. I think it'll be the four horse, and uh, that nine horse, Noble Indian, uh, in the 30-1 to range really, really has a nice opportunity I think even like place and show here. So check out mybookie.ag, enter promo code GTD. So tonight's plays, yeah, we're going to parlay the Blue Jays with the Golden State Warriors. We just clicked on the wings and the fever over 167 and a half points. We're going to grab the Chicago Sky tonight uh, in Phoenix, and we're going to take the uh, Sky and Mercury to go over 168 and a half points. Now, I've got some baseball bets uh, for you as well. Uh, baseball, and as far as the NBA is concerned, too, if you don't want to take the Blue Jay Warrior parlay, whatever, man, the Warriors are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I really doubt that it's like a two- or three- or a four-point game. So it's four-and-a-half. I'll buy a half a point. I'm going to make the Golden State Warriors four-point favorites here. I'll lay the four with the Warriors, and I'll put them in the parlay with the Blue Jays as well. So basically, like, I'm getting the Blue Jays and the Warriors at plus 135. I'm hoping. I haven't clicked the Warriors yet. I do have them on the series price. But I'm essentially hoping that the Blue Jays can roll, and then suddenly I've got the Golden State Warriors already at plus 135 instead of laying the four, minus one, uh, minus 175. All right? But if the Blue Jays don't win, you can lay the four comfortably with the Golden State Warriors. I think they cut down the nets uh, tonight. Uh, Major League Baseball parlay. We got Chris Sale. We talked about it. Chris Sale in a perfect situation tonight against the Chicago team. It strikes out like 30% of the time. Um, Sale should mow them down and be a dominant performance tonight. So I like uh, Chris Sale to get it done. I like uh, Steven Strasburg as well. Nationals and Red Sox parlay. Minus 107. Trevor Bauer on the hill tonight for the Tribe. No reason why the Tribe don't win this baseball game. Uh, Ramirez is smoking hot. So is Edwin and Carcion. Uh, We'll lay minus 175. Mariners, minus 115. Mariners smoking hot. Another bullpen by committee. Dodgers, Astros, parlay, plus 126. Florio trying to upset me on the way out, but he did a good job today, so it's all right. You get one Scott song per show.